Okay, so we got that over. <laughs> so, again, we're continuing the Arucha of Hilchas Shtaris, starting over for the audio recording. Shurim and Chaydeshvat are sponsored by the Greenberger family. It should be Izchus for their Hatzlacha. So, we're going to talk about what, time, what page do you say? 28. Okay, thank you. There we go. Okay. Page 28 in the booklet starts, we're going to talk about, start with the halachas of tnoim of stipulations. So the halachas of tnoim, um, as we know throughout, um, we, 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 I'm sure we remember from places during, in Shas, when it comes to conditions and stipulations that someone makes when it comes to monetary things, so... The Tanai is Kayim, you're able to make these stipulations. Now, Chazal understood that um, when it comes to business, there has to be agreements between the sides, there has to be things that are dependent on what's going on, what needs to happen, and therefore they gave the ability, in order for business to be able to happen, to make a Tanai. There is a marshdam, marashdam, which is not in the in the Maramakaimas, but he writes that when it comes to um, any types of monetary deals, there are two ways that monetary deals will um, be valid. One is if you go with the Dine Hatira and just follow the laws of the Taira. And the other is, he writes, is it Takana's Chachamim, the Chachamim made a Takana that all types of stipulations that both sides agree to will be valid. That's the second way that you could execute monetary deals in halacha. So one is just to follow strict Torah law, and the other is that the Chachamim actually gave the latitude, it's a Takanas Chachamim, they gave the latitude for a person to make Tanoim. Now you cannot make stipulations that go against the Torah. Meaning to say, there's, there's certain um, uh, um, vigorous um, 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 competition um, halachas that are usher, yoyrid l'umna shel chaveroi. There's different ways of competition that are not allowed by the Torah. So what happens if the sides both agree that we are going to allow that type of competition to occur? So the Pischei Tshuva in, in Simon Kuf Nunvav, also not here, he writes that when you do that, that's called Kesher Boigdim. That's like a deal made by rebellers, by Rishoim. In other words, the Torah doesn't want you making conditions against the Torah. Okay, so we're talking about things that the Torah didn't necessarily specifically um, obligate a monetary deal, but it also didn't prohibit and there, the Chachamim came along and said that if you make such a Tznai, that Tznai will be Kaya. So now, let's look at the Shulchan Aruch here, in Tzif Hay, on page 28. We know that when we have a, we, we know from last week, that when you have a Mechira with a Shtar, with a document, uh, a loan with, uh, with a document, Right, with a star. A star puts a lien on things. Right? A star puts a lien on things. So therefore, if I loan you money with a star, and then I go and I sell the, the, uh, a piece of land, so you have a lien on it, you could go take it away from, from, the, uh, from the person who bought it from me. Now, 
Um, if I sell a piece of land with a star, it's also, we said last week, even if it doesn't say that I take responsibility for it, it's a mistake, it's inherent in the star. But what happens in Hisna The seller takes, says clearly that, you know what, I'm selling you this piece of land, but I take no responsibility if any of my debtors come and take it from you. No, I take no responsibility. Or let's say he says, you know, I don't take achrayas if someone comes along and claims that I stole it from them. And you're going to come to me screaming, you stole, you sold me a stolen piece of land. No. Even if we know that it was He is not obligated to give him back the field. So not only in a case where it was actually a stolen piece of land, which you might have argued and said stolen, maybe that doesn't even count. But even in a case where it's just a balchayv, a debtor comes and takes it, but if I sold it to you on the condition that I take no responsibility, you don't have to give it back. And that's the rule. We made a condition. We made a condition. Well, who's the stumbling block? What's the stumbling block? Right? I mean, he, he took a risk. That was his risk. Right? I, I, you know, in, in the case of the, you know, in... in uh, in, in, I didn't put any stumbling block in front of him. He took a risk. He knew, and Chazal tell us also, when you, when you buy a field with that stipulation on it, you should wonder why that's happening, right? right. So, but Negele in Yaneinu, the get to the stipulations of monetary deals, Kol Tanai Shabimamun is Kaya. So that's the first halakha. So therefore, you can make stipulations. Now let us look on page 29. And this we'll also remember from different places in Shas. For a condition to work, meaning to be binding, to make it that the deal is dependent on this condition, it needs four different things to it. First of all, there's a concept of a tnai kafel, a double tnai, which means to say, I have to speak out, if you do this, this happens. And if you don't do it, this will not happen. In other words, we don't say just because I say, if you do this, so the sale is good, so it's understood and you can imply that if you don't do it, the sale is not good. We don't say. We don't say, whichever way it is. Just because you said if you don't do something doesn't mean it's implied what will happen if you do. You have to speak it out. We learned that from Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain, where when Moshe Rabbeinu would give them Eber Hayardain, so there was a condition there that uh, they have to go and fight in Eretz Israel, And if they don't fight in Eretz Israel, they don't get the land. And Moshe Rabbeinu said both of them. So it's a double tnai. So we learn from there, any tnai has to be kafal. If you do this, you'll get it. If not, you won't get it. Number two. When you make the condition, the positive has to be before the negative. You have to say, if you do this, you know, the action, then you will have it. And then if not, you won't. The hain, the positive, the yes, doing the action, has to be in the uh, syntax of the condition, has to be first. Also, the way you word it has to be the condition before the action. Meaning, if you do this, the action will happen. Not, 
this is the sale and the condition you do this. You first have to say the condition, and then you say, if you do this, then we will have the sale. So the tnai has to be before the Misa. But we also, all these things I learned from Negadim and Ruben. All from Negadim and Ruben, all this about an extra psukim over there, and we learn from there um, the halachas of tonight. And she had tonight, it has to be something that's possible. Possible to be Makayim. If you're missing one of these things, now this is an interesting halacha, which we're not going to go into now. There's a lot of lambdas here. But that is, what happens if I incorrectly make a tanai? So you might say, okay, so the whole deal falls apart. Because not only is the conditions not valid, so the action's not valid either. Because I clearly stated that I only want the sale to work on the following conditions. So I messed up in how to say the conditions. But that's not the halacha. The halacha is that if you mess up in the conditions, we ignore the tanai. And, the, and the, over here, it's in, in, uh, this is in Hilchas uh, Evan Oezer, it's talking about marrying a woman. So the Tznai is bottle, but the Maisa is Kayim. So if you mess up in the conditions, you lose your conditions, but the deal still works, or the condition still works. And that, if you turn the page to page 30, back in Chayisha Mishbat, this was Evan Oezer, is the exact same thing. Um... He says um, in Sif Aleph there in Reish Zayin, Hamakne lechaveri ben karka ben metaltolin vehisna tnoim sheaf shelakaiman ben shisna makne ben shisna kaina makes no difference who made the stipulations. He skipped the Ramah to the last line of the Mechaber. Im niskaimu hatnoim if they did it, nikno hadaver shehokne. Vim loy niskaim hatnoim loy kano. You want to know the halachas? All the, all, that's what we just learned in Evan Ezer. So now, the question one may ask is, slow down. Is this, you know, is this every time we, we make a sale with a condition, all these mishpatat have to be fulfilled? We, do we find such a thing happening? So if you look down at the bottom here in the Nesivas, um, where the gray line is, or where the arrow is over there. He says, The says there's a custom nowadays that when it comes to movable objects, the metaltalim, that we don't necessitate a double tnai, a tnai kafel. And Rev Blau in the Pischei Chayshin says, he doesn't mean only a tnai kafel, he means any of the four. When it comes to metaltum nowadays, you don't need any of the, of the four. So therefore, if I sell you my lawnmower, and I say, here, I'm selling you my lawnmower on the condition that you mow my lawn, right, uh, three times, so I didn't make a tonight kuffle, or maybe I, I, here, in this case, I said the action before the tonight, right, all these types of things. If I don't, if I, if I don't have any of them, or even want, any of it doesn't make a difference, since it's metaltum, the minig is that it works. But when it comes to real estate, then you need So this is a big nafkamina. So when you have uh, um, um, when you have contracts and things like that, if you're talking about real estate and there are conditions, stipulations that are being put in. 
to the contract in order to make it a valid sale, one would have to make sure that it's done halachically right according to the Mishpateh Because if not, then if something's missing, so then the, uh, whichever side, you know, is the other side of the condition of a stipulation, come along and say, the Tznoim are out the window and the Maises Kayim and the story's over. I don't have to do any of those things. So it's very important to... Um, to uh, make sure that in any type of real estate deal where there are going to be stipulations, to have it reviewed properly by Mechay um, Shemishba Dayanim to make sure that it's written properly. When it comes to regular metaltalin and things like that, you sell a car, you sell these types of anything else, so then the, our terrorist is telling us you don't really have to worry about it because the minig is not to worry about it. Okay, so this is. Allah Chalamaisa. Yeah, that is Allah Chalamaisa. So, now that is part number one. Part number one is the halach of stipulations called Tanai Shebimam and Kayim. Okay, but now we go on to the concept of an Asmachta. An Asmachta we've come across, and there's, a me, there's numerous Machlaiksim, Rishonim, how to understand what is an Asmachta. So we're going to go a little out of order here. If you go turn to page 35 first. Page 35 is the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Reish Zayin Halacha Yud Gimel. And the, um, the Shulchan Aruch is going through the Halachas of Asmachta from the beginning of the, of the, of the Simon. And he writes like this, Any conditions people make, and they say the following, if such and such will happen, meaning it will rain tomorrow. Or if you do the following, then I'll give you $100. Or I'll buy this house for you. But if it doesn't rain tomorrow, or you don't uh, do whatever I told you to do, I'm not going to buy it. I won't give it to you. So, even if it ended up raining, or the guy did what you told him to do, like Hana. Doesn't work. Whenever someone says something about if it will be or if it won't be, he doesn't really mean for it to, to, to make this deal. And that's the word asmachta. Asmachta is a reliance. Soimech, you rely on something. So the Shulchan Aruch is saying that if you say, if it rains tomorrow, I will buy this. If it doesn't rain, I won't buy it. So he says, since in your mind you're relying on if it will rain or not, and maybe it will or maybe it won't happen, that is not enough to make a Kenyan. Now, this is the Shulchan well, well, yes, no, well, not necessarily, because he said oyim tasakach. He said, or if you do this, right? He also said in this case, if you do this, It's not just so. The, so we're going to try to be magdirit here. So the this 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 is this shulchan is from the Rambam. So the the understanding is as follows: asmachta, as we said, means you're relying on something. 
Now, the truth is, you're not really relying on something. It means it's, it's a false reliance. In other words, that's why asmachta doesn't work. Because you're relying on something that's not really, you're not really relying on, as we'll see. But what, do you, what, is, what are you being saimech on? So there are two ways to look at it. Either asmachta means, like the, this is the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch, you're being saimech on something happening, and some type of future action happening, whether it will rain or this person will do the following. That's what the Rambam is saying. You're relying on something in the future that's going to happen. And therefore, since it's in the future, and it's unsure if it's really going to happen, so you don't really rely it's going to happen. And therefore, you don't really truly mean for this deal to take place. And therefore, you're not obligating yourself. So even if it happens, or it rains, or the guy does what you want him to do, but the fact of the matter is that since when you made the commitment, you were relying on something in the future that may or may not happen, whether it's the rain happening, whether it's the guy doing it, therefore, since you're relying on something in the future, you don't really commit yourself. Because your reliance on that thing is very shvach. Now, your question, the question then is going to be asked, what's that difference in any other tonight? That's what Chaim's asking. What's different than any other tonight? If I say to you, if you do this, I'll give you $100. So if you mow my lawn, I'll buy the lawnmower from you. That the Ramam said, the Shulam are saying, that's a smachta. Even if you mow the lawn, I don't have to buy the, buy the what's it called. And if, we, the, we just said a few minutes ago, I'm selling you the thing, if you mow, if, you know, on, on condition you mow the lawn, and either if you have bishpateh tonight, don't, it's a good call tonight, Shabbat Maman Kayim. So the answer is very simple. If you heard the way I, expl- I, I said the difference. The difference is as follows. In the first case, I'm doing the action right now. I'm selling you the lawnmower. The lawnmower sale is occurring now. However, I'm putting a condition that I want you to also do something for me. Okay, now you're right, retroactively, if you don't do it, it'll be mavata what happened. But I'm making the sale right now. I am selling you a lawnmower now. On the condition you mow my lawn. That is not a smachta. The case of the Shulchan Aruch is the opposite. If you mow my lawn, then I will sell you the I will sell the lawnmower. I'm not doing anything now. Everything is in the future. Everything is in the future dependent on everything happening in the future. In that case, says the Rambam, since the whole thing is in the future, it's already a lack of a commitment. And therefore, no matter what happens, whether the guy does it or not, I'm not obligated. That's the difference between the cases. Is the mice now or is the mice in the future? If the mice is now, I'm selling it to you now. Here, this here is $100, I'm selling it. There's a condition that I want you to fulfill to mow my lawn. If you don't fulfill the condition, so then I can now go be mavato the whole thing retroactively. But till then, everything is happening. Masha'enkane, in this case, I'm doing nothing now. I'm telling you, if you mow my lawn, then I will buy it from you. So since mowing the lawn is something in the future, and we haven't done anything yet, so therefore my reliance on that is pretty shvach, and I don't commit. So that is the first way of understanding asmachta. Okay? Now the Ramah is going to have a different understanding than asmachta, but let's now go backwards so we could understand what the Ramah is talking about. Let's go on page 31. This is a Gemara we saw. Um, I don't remember when. Um... 
Um, I don't remember when it was Negev, Psulei Eidos, Psulei Dayanim. I don't remember exactly in which, in which uh, Shiurim it was. But this is the halacha of Misachek Bekuvya. We talked about gamblers. Right? If gamblers are Psulei Eidos, Psulei Dayanim. So the, Gemara, the, the mission over here in Tanedrin says, So the Gemara says over there where, the, where it starts the gray line over there, the beginning of the Gemara, What's the Mesach Bekuvya doing? What's the problem? Why is he possible for Eidus? So Rami Barchama says, Because it's Asmachta, and therefore Asmachta Leikanya, and that means to say that really when two gamblers get together and they commit, that if they lose they'll have to pay since that is an asmachta. And it's an asmachta, therefore, meaning I never really think I'm going to lose. And therefore, if I don't think I'm going to lose and have to pay, I never really committed to it. And therefore, when I do lose and I do pay, you're really a gazlin for taking my money that I never really meant to commit. So therefore, people who gamble are gazlan and midrabanan. Because when they're taking their winnings, the other guy never really meant to be masking to pay because he didn't think he was going to lose. So therefore, they're Gazlan. That is the first Rav Sheshis. I'm sorry, that is Rami Barchama. Rav Sheshis, Amr, no. That's not a smachta. So why is a gambler a pasaleidus? Because they're not involved in something productive and they won't appreciate the value of money. We talked about this a different time. And therefore they, therefore, they would lie. And because of that, we don't trust them as Edim because they don't know what it means to, to, uh, to, to really earn an honest dollar, so they don't value it. And the Nafkamina would be, the Gemara says, if he has another real job. If he has a real job, so he values money. But he's still, uh, if it's Asmachta, so then he's still a Gazlan, it doesn't make a difference. Now, so Rashi here says, and I remember we went through this Rashi. If you look at Rashi on the left side over there, um, not where the Gemara starts, but about five lines down. So Rav Shesha says, gambling is not asmachta. So Rashi says, asmachta. So, so then let's understand what asmachta is. If gambling is not asmachta, so what is it? Now Rashi's gear says, but Taisva says it's a mistake. Because the case is, Im oiver avid means I'm going, I, I'm a sharecropper in the field, and I promise you that if I don't end up working the field and I don't produce, I'll still pay you. I'll still pay you. Because really, I'm, you, you know, you make money when I, when, when, uh, when I work the field properly and produce. So if I don't do it, I'll still pay you. So the Gemara, as we'll see in a minute, holds that's not asmachta. So there's another Gemara that says that if I don't work the field, I'll pay you a thousand zuz, like a big penalty. So that's what Rashi is referring to. So what's Asmachta? Or a case where I partially paid back a debt. So I have a debt, I owe someone $100, and I pay back 50 So I take the star that says that I owe 100 and I give it to a third party to hold. And I tell him, if I pay back the other 50 in the next two weeks, so then you'll give back the star and, um, and I'll be potter. But if I don't, so then you could give the star to my debtor and he could recollect the whole 100. So that's a case where I don't really plan on having to pay double. I'm really planning on paying my $50. 
So says Rashi, both of those cases are asmachta. Why? The soimech aloy davar, the sover And those things, I really believe I'm going to do it. So I never really mean for what I said to come true. If I don't work the field, I'll pay you a thousand zos. I plan on working the field and producing. If it ends up that I didn't, so I say, one second, I never really meant this. I never thought this was going to happen. So that's asmachta. You're putting something into play that you didn't ever think was going to happen. Why? Because it was in your biyadoy to make sure it didn't happen. You could pay up the rest of your chayv and make sure that star doesn't get re, uh, given back and, 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 and used again. Avol, Rashi says... Um, and when I gave it to him and I made this condition, I never thought it would come true. But by gambling, by gambling, you're not relying that you are able to do anything. You can't fix the game. It's not up to you. It's the role of the dice. Who's going to win? Could be anyone. So even though you couldn't have done anything to make sure if it does or it doesn't happen, and you still make the condition, so then, So therefore, what does that mean to say? That means to say, I commit myself to whatever happens. Because there's nothing I could do about it anyways. So Rashi's explaining, Asmachta is a case where I make a condition, I have the ability to make sure that that condition will never come true, and that's why I made the condition. So if for some reason it happened, I could say, listen, I never committed to such a thing. I never meant it because I never dreamt it would ever happen. But in a case where I don't have any power here, like the roll of the dice, so says Rashi, Rav Sheshes holds, that's not a smachta. Why? Because the fact of the matter is, since I'm not in control, therefore I resign myself to be committed to whatever happens. And therefore it's not asmachta. So that is how Rashi is magdir asmachta here. The only problem here is that Taisvis is a long Taisvis, we're not going to go through it, but Taisvis brings a Gemara in Mesech de Bava Metziah. It's at the bottom of the, the, the last line of Taisvis over here on the Amad Aleph. Um, Rabbeinu Tam asks a question according to Rashi. Rashi says, it sounds like it's more asmachta when it's biyadeh, when he's able to do something about it. That's what we just explained. But if you look in the Gemara in Baba Metziah, the Fayin Gimel Medbeis, so Taisus brings the Gemara here, and the Gemara seems to say the exact opposite. The Gemara over here in Ayin Gimel Medbeis in Baba Metziah says that, um, the Gemara says over here, that if a person made up, someone gave money to his friend to go buy wine, and he didn't buy the wine. Um, he didn't buy the wine. Um, right. So, um, to buy the wine or to sell the wine? Uh, I'm sorry, to sell the wine, I think it was. To sell the wine. The guy didn't sell the wine. So he has to pay the value of the wine at a high price, the Gemara says. So the Gemara then says, Ravashi Amar no. Which means to say, the guy said, um, the guy, oh, I'm sorry, no, to buy wine. It was an investment. 
No, he sent him to buy wine, and the guy was going to come back and sell the wine at a higher price. So the, the, the one who he sent said, listen, if I don't end up buying it, I'll make sure you make the money, I'll pay you, I'll pay you the high price. I'll pay you the high price. So the Gemara says, Dr. Vashi, no, it doesn't work. The guy never really meant that he never thought that he wouldn't buy the wine and have to pay this penalty. So he, it's like Kanya. So the Gemara says, according to Ravashi, why is it different than the case where it says, if I don't plow the field, ashalim b'meitva. Now, now, this is not the case Rashi was talking about where you'll pay $1,000. He says, I'll just pay you the produce that should have been produced. And there we don't say it's an asmachta. So over here where he says, I didn't sell the wine so I'm not going to pay you the money that I promised because it's asmachta. What's the difference? Zok de Gemara, hasam biyadoy. In the case where, in the case where he said, if I don't plow the field, I'll pay you whatever it should have produced. If I don't plant the field, that's biyadoy. That was in his hand. And since it's in his hand to do, it's not an asmachta. But when it comes to the buying and the selling of the wine, you need a purchaser. You need somebody else in the picture. So just because I had the wine doesn't mean I could sell it and make money for you. So therefore, since it's not biyadi, so therefore it's an asmachta. I don't even really mean for to commit myself. So Taitzvah says, you see the exact opposite in this Gemara. When it's in my biyadi, that's not asmachta. When it's not in my hands, it is asmachta. And Rashi just told us the exact opposite. When it's in my hands to do, so I don't commit because then everything is going to happen. When it's not in my hands, like the dice, so then it's not asmachta. So l'chair it's a stira. So now, Taisvis, Rabbeinu Tam, because of that, argues on Rashi. Then the end of Taisvis, there's a Ri who agrees with Rashi, and he explains the whole idea. But let's look at the Ramah, because he gives us the re in three bullet points. Three very simple hagdaras of asmachta. So let's look on page 36. The third line from the top there. So the Ramah is arguing on the Mechaber. Remember, the Mechaber was the Rambam Shita. And he understood asmachta means that I'm relying on some future action. And since it's in the future, I don't really rely on it. The Ramah, the Ri, or the Rashi, they're saying Asmachta is not about the action. What I'm relying on is a lack of commitment. That's what Asmachta means. I'm, re- I'm really not committing myself. So what's it dependent on? The Gimel Chalukim Medine Asmachta. The Choma She'ein Biyadoi, if it's something that is not in my hands, Vitolui Biyad Acherim, not only is it not in my hands, it's really dependent on someone else. Go buy wine for me. If you don't buy it, you'll have to pay me such and such. That was this Gemara we just read in Bava Metziah. That the Gemara said is It's not in his hand. Why is it not in his hand? Why? Because I can't just go buy wine. Someone's got to sell me the wine. So that even though I have the ability to walk there with the money, that's not called biyadi. That's not called biyadi because there's someone else involved. And since there's someone else involved, I'm already not committed. 
I'm not committed to say that if I don't end up buying the wine, I'm paying you a penalty. Because it's, I, I, don't have the, I don't have the ability to commit. I mean, I do have the ability, but I don't want to commit myself. Because I know it's really dependent on a third party. That's Okay, now what about things that I can do? I could do. It's not dependent on a third party. So, as long as I didn't exaggerate, if I don't produce from the field, I'll pay you. I'll pay you what it should have produced. So it's biyadi. I could do it. I'm not doing some radical penalty here. I'm telling you, if your field's supposed to produce $100 worth of fruit and I don't go and do it, I'll pay you the $100. So that's loyav yasmachta vikanya. That's what the Gemara and Bava Messiah said. That's not a smachta. What's a smachta about that? You said you're going to do something and you had the ability to do it. You didn't put some whacked out penalty. That's a commitment. That's not a smachta. But if he exaggerates and he says, that if I don't do it, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. One second, that's biyadi, but that's also a, 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 a guzma. That's something that's radical. That's something that's not normal. So have asmachta that is an asmachta. And these are really the threes, three bullet points of asmachta. The first is, if it's not biyadi. If it's not biyadi, so then, um, and it's tali biyad acherim, right? Like the purchasing case, so that's, as, that's asmachta. Um, and that's asmachta even if it's not a radical penalty. Meaning, I'm going to buy the wine for you, if I don't buy it, I'll pay you the value of the wine. That's a normal thing. But since it's not dependent on me, it's dependent on a, a third party, so then it's not a commitment, even if it's not a guzma. Then there's cases where it is biyadi. It's not dependent on anybody else. If it's biyadi, so then it depends. If I make a normal tanai, that's a tanai. It's not asmachta. If I make a radical penalty, so then that is a guzma, even though it's biyadi. So that is how the Ramah paskins. And the truth is, there is um, there's a third understanding, and that is the Rajbah on page 33, which we're not going to go through, but the Rajbah, is, as you'll notice, there's a lot of Gemaras here to try to figure out. And that's why it's such a long Tysus here in Sanhedrin. Because they're trying to figure out all these different Gemaras, why sometimes it's Asmachta, sometimes it's not, and then now make a rule out of it. That's, and that's what the Re did here. He made three rules out of it. Rabbeinu Tam had his Om Shat. Um, this is a Tyson Bav Metziah as well. The Rajma says, I went through all the Gemaras, and I have one answer for all the Gemaras. And that is, if it is a Derech Knas. If it's said in the way of a penalty. And he goes through all the Gemaras and explains it that way. Um, it's just a very simple rule. If... I, if I say it in a way of a penalty, so then it is called an asmachta. Because I don't really commit myself to penalties. If it's a normal way of business, then, then that's not a penalty. If it's not a penalty, I do commit myself. Now you have to figure out, he figures out how all these Gemaras work. We should have kashas because it doesn't seem to work in all the Gemaras. But that's what he says. So this is a very, very complicated sugi here, asmachta. Very complicated in how to be magdar asmachta. So to, 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 just to sum it up, we had the Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam that says it has to, has to do with if it's a future action, 
I don't really commit to that. Then we had the Ramah who was going in Shitas Hari, in Shitas Harashi, that there are three different bullet points to it. If it is not in my hands and is dependent on someone else, so then, then that's Asmachta, no matter what. No matter what I say, even if it's a normal thing, it's not a guzma, that's asmachta. Because since it's dependent on someone else, I'm already non-committal. If it's in my hands to do and it's not a penalty, that's not asmachta. Because that's a condition. Condition is, I'll work the field. If not, I'll pay you for it. That's t'nai shebimam and kayim. If it's biyadi, but I put a guzma, some whacked out thing, so then that is called asmachta. That's the Ramah. And then we have this Rajbu says, you have to look at the language and figure out, was this says as, as said as a penalty or was it not said as a penalty? So this is a very, very complicated Sogyasmachta. Okay? So now, most, many times in contracts and in deals, there are penalties put in. If you don't do this by this and this date, right? There's a, I don't know, you start paying, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a monetary penalty, there's, a, this pe- there's penalties. Depending on all these conditions here, many of those might be asmachtas. According to the Rajvah, they might all be asmachtas. According to the Ramah, it may depend if it's biyadli, if it's a guzma, right? It's very, very complicated. So, it's, we will, we're stopping here for tonight, and on Wednesday, Bez Hashem, we'll see how you can get around the asmachta problem. How could I make some type of penalty and not have a problem of asmachta? Because the way we're saying now, it's going to be very—it's very hard to make all these things in a contract that should stand up in halacha, because most of them are going to end up being asmachta like Kanya. So, what are the ways in halacha to make a penalty and have it stand up and not be a problem of asmachta? And Bez Hashem, we will continue next time.